0: Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week three, day five of our study of Esther. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and today we're talking about Esther 3, 12 through 15. Welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God? Speak to us, fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to know you more through your word, not just more about you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With Alice, gentlemen of God's Word, we'll reading today from the NIV. This is Esther 3, starting in verse 12. Then on the 13th day of the first month, the royal secretaries were summoned. They wrote out in the script of each province and in the language of each people all Haman's orders to the king's satraps, the governors of the various provinces, and the nobles of the various peoples. These were written in the name of King Xerxes himself and sealed with his own ring. Again, Haman has been given authority to write these laws in the king's name. And King Ahasuerus, Xerxes, whatever we call him, he's given authority to write it in his name and then seal it in his name. This bears the highest level of authority in all of Persia. And Haman's getting to do it by himself and the king doesn't even care what's being written, what's being said in his name. That's the level of trust he's given to Haman. Verse 13, Dispatches were sent by couriers to all the king's provinces with the order to destroy, kill, and annihilate all the Jews, young and old, women and children, on a single day, on the 13th day of the 12th month, the month of Adar, and to plunder their goods. This is why I think and, and a lot of other people think this as well. This is why I think that this goes beyond Haman's pride being injured by Mordecai not bowing. I think this, this goes to this centuries-old order from God to basically get rid of all of the Amalekites. Uh, Haman says, destroy, kill, and annihilate the Jews. Wipe them out, all of them. This is a big deal. This is a really, really big deal. I don't think anybody, I don't think a human being, now maybe a demon-possessed human being, but I don't think any human being under normal circumstances, not even not even the most self-absorbed prima donna guy like Haman would come up with this to annihilate everybody because of one person's malfeasance in their mind. I I, I can't imagine that being the case. And so... On the 13th day of Adar, the 12th month in the Jewish calendar, uh, which is is February to March. So the 13th would uh, be uh, probably right at the beginning of March-ish. It, the, the calendars float, so it's not quite clear. So somewhere between February and March, this is supposed to take place. Verse 14. A copy of the edict of the text um the text of the edict was to be issued as law in every province and made known to the people of every nationality so they would be ready for that day. So he's he's written this in every language. Now remember that Jerusalem at this point, uh, Joshua and Zerubbabel have gone back. The book of Ezra starts out with Joshua and Zerubbabel going back. Zerubbabel is is uh, governor of Jerusalem Israel in Jerusalem. They've rebuilt the temple already. The temple is there in Jerusalem and it's operating at this point. During the book of Esther, the exiles have already begun to return to the land of Israel. And so there are uh, Jewish governors, but there's also other people over the Jewish people in Israel. This order is being sent to everywhere in the Persian kingdom, including the land of Israel including Jerusalem. This is astounding. This is, you know, everywhere that the Persian kingdom touches, this is total annihilation of all Jewish people. This is Satan trying to completely wipe them out. Verse 15. The couriers went out, spurred on by the king's command, and the edict was issued in the citadel of Susa. The king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Susa was bewildered. So Haman knows what's going on. The king doesn't really know what's going on. Says, the king sat down with Haman to like have a drink. They're, they're chilling. They're having a good time, right? The king's probably like, Haman, I really like this arrangement. I like you doing all the stuff and I get the credit for it and I just get to enjoy life. I, I kind of imagine that's the way this conversation is going, but it says they're sitting down to eat and drink, but everyone in Susa, Jews, not Jews, everyone is like, whoa, you just issued an order to wipe out one ethnic group of people entirely? Like you you, you said, completely annihilate them and you want us to do it? You're going to have the military and militias and, and and different individual people who want to? are free to go and, and kill them and take their stuff. That's pretty messed up. I mean, I imagine some of the people in Susa are saying, that's pretty messed up. And some of the people in Susa are like, they have nice stuff. <laughs> I'm in, right? So this, there's just so much going on. And the king is basically oblivious. The king is either oblivious or really doesn't care. He really just doesn't care. And again, I think this goes back to why wouldn't he care? I think it's highly probable that this awful loss to the Greeks might be fresh in his mind. and for, By fresh, like within the last few years, if not months. And he's like, whatever. Do what you want, Haman. I don't care. In fact, I'm checked out. I am going to just enjoy life from this point on. And so he is completely disconnected and everyone in the city, in the capital city, all of the the, the well connected people, they're like, "Whoa, this is this is a big deal. This is this is wild. What do we? How should we feel about this? What should we do about? This? Should should we engage in this? Should we do this? And 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 the other thing too is it's not only like, hey, you're free to do this. Haman went this extra mile to set a day. He's like, on this day. We're going to end them, right? Get prepared. Gear up for that day. That's such a strange commission is that on a day we're going to kill everyone in existence who belongs to the, the Jewish people. I mean, not, not even Hitler came up with such a thing. That I mean, that is, that is perplexing. I think if Hitler... Right? He, he comes with the final solution that they've got to be dealt with and exterminated and however we need to get rid of the Jews. And, and the Germans, to some extent, got on board with that. And they did. They took their stuff and they started systematically killing the Jews. But I think if Hitler, even if Hitler had gone about this and said, hey, on April 15th, uh, we're going to band together and you're going to round up all the Jews and kill them. Every every last one of them uh, on this specific day, every single one of them has to be killed. I think even the Germans, e- even given how willing they were to do this over time, with with kind of how they softened up to this, I think even they would have been like, "Ah, uh, that's messed up. I don't want any part of that." I think one of the, the reasons this worked in World War II is is it was it evolved. It was dynamic to some extent. And to some extent, it was it was hidden somewhat from the German people. I think there was a lot of willful ignorance on their part of what was actually going on at these camps. I think they knew, but they didn't want to know. They didn't want to think about it. But I think if, if this edict had been given, I, I want to believe that there's not even the, the Germans during World War II that did execute the worst holocaust in history. I I, I still... Think that if this edict had been given, they've been like, "Whoa!" And I think that speaks to the bewilderment of the people of Susa. They're like, "What? You want what to happen, King? That's crazy." But it's some months out, and so they have time to soften up to this. And this is going to cause a a lot of consternation. This is going to cause a lot of worry amongst the Jews which probably speaks to some point that, that obviously if they were bewildered by this in the capital city, not everyone was 100% on board with it. Like this is not well-received by everyone. But as we're going to see in the next chapter, it's obviously well-received enough that it's of grave concern, of grave concern to Mordecai and all of the Jews. This is a really big deal. But the Lord is going to come through in just one of the most amazing and fascinating ways, I think, in all of Scripture. the Salvation of the Lord in the book of Esther, I think, is one of the coolest stories in all of the text of Scripture. For the 10-Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time.